sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, you guys, this is Heather. Welcome back to Psych in the City. I'm the Psych, Heather Abel, and the city is Hollywood, California. Today, I have a beautiful guest with me, my favorite client ever. Can you believe it? Dwayne Henry of NCIS fame and other shows and movies and all kinds of stuff that's out there. But anyway, Dwayne Henry is here with me today. Welcome, Dwayne. Hello. Can I just say Psych in the City is so cool. That is like the coolest thing ever. What do you mean? You like the name? Yes, that is dope. Really? Yeah, that Trump Sex in the City, Psych in the City. Yeah. That Thank really, you. That's, that really carries me. You see what I did there? Car- <laughs> carries me. Okay, I'm going to stop. That's just one dad joke. That's it. That's why I love you because we're mm. punny. Yeah. No, we're thanks both for having so punny. Me. I really appreciate seeing you because. You know, you, you, you activate my spiritual side more than I've known, you know, or I've ever known. And I really appreciate that because it, it opens a whole nother, you know, bunch of nuances up inside me, you know, that I never knew I had. Really? So, yeah, you are the gatekeeper to our potential. I tell you all the time in terms of spirituality. Yeah. So every time around you, I get the vibrations that, you know, I, I, I yearn for and I think I need, you know. Really? I, I ask why not instead of why spiritually with you. And that's the difference. I love that. Yeah, I ask why not instead of That's why. so sweet. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my gosh. Mm. I'm like, I get a lot of things when I'm around you, too, but it's yeah. like, I don't know exactly what. I think this is so corny, but I swear to God, we've had lives together. Yeah. It's like when we met, I said, holy shit, that's, that guy is hot as fuck but then i said no, i'm just kidding i'm joking i always say these corny things i said it to my my guest bryant but but honestly you were you are one of the most handsome fellas i've ever had come through my doors oh, and we and we talk about this a lot on the podcast yeah. which is straight men don't generally come to see me yeah uh so that that did uh, bl- kind of throw me but after that we kind of discovered this connection yeah. uh which is you know, we we feel this like past life energy, yeah. and we became friends yeah. uh, later down the road. Yeah. However, your first reading was really powerful. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say I was an unbeliever. I was just very uneducated uneducated in mm-hmm. that realm of things. You know, it was early 2016. I'd been in LA for three, four years. I was homeless. I was down and out. I was waiting for something to happen. You know, my auntie just died a week before and my visa was going through, so I couldn't go home to bury her. So I was stuck in LA and a friend of mine just said, hey, I got someone you think you should meet. And I was just like, mm, you know, whatever kind of thing. I haven't got time for this right now. I've got real life issues I'm dealing with. And they were like, no, just go and check it out. And then 
you know, I just came on one day randomly and you didn't know anything. I didn't know you parked really far. And as I sat here, I just said, why am I here? I didn't want to tell you nothing because I didn't want to give you anything, you know. And you first thing you said you're here, first of all, is because your Aunt B wants to say hello. And her name was Beverly, Auntie Bev, and she had just passed a week before. And obviously it got a little crazier after that. But that was the first point where I started to just think like, holy shit, man, this is not a joke. This is real life. Because there's no way you could have known that lady. A million, I'm from the other side of the world and no one knows my business here. So for you to just flat out and say you're first here because you're Auntie B, forget predicting my career and all that stuff. That there just set the levels, you know, and it made me, you know, I live in a world called You Never Know and that really opened my world up. Mm-hmm. No bullshit. I don't care what anyone says about anything in this lifetime. I know what's real to me, and that was crazy shit. Yeah. Thank you. It was insane, man. Yeah. And then I saw, aside from the the vanity, right? Uh, of course, because I'm a human being. But then I saw. I said, um, I see you becoming rich and famous within three months. <laughs> and and you were like, what? <laughs> yeah, I was homeless, man. I was like, I don't know if that's going to... I mean, I believed it because I believe, you know, in Hollywood, anything's possible. But the way things were going, I wasn't. it wasn't happening for me. And I was just like, I don't know what's going to happen. And then in three months, it was too short of a time for me to have that comprehension, you know. And literally, funny enough, two, three months later, I got, you know, a series regular on a show and it changed my whole life and my family's life and more money than I haven't seen in my whole life. It was insane. And you said that shit. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I don't, I get good looking people all the time and, mm-hmm. and coming through my doors who are actors. But uh, with you, psychic ability is feeling, not thinking. So that's what people don't understand. I mean, I could look at any uh, attractive person and say, I think you're going to become famous. It's not like that. You have to feel. So what I felt was your destiny. Mm. And so that's what I was relaying to you. Um, I was feeling you. You know, the, the, the saying, are you feeling me? Yeah. Um, it's actually a pretty deep saying, are you feeling yeah, me? That's it. Are you feeling me mm. means, are you truly getting me? Yeah, in sync. Right. Yeah. And when you say feel, is that like in your stomach? Is it in your heart or is it in your head? Where are you feeling this? Oh, I like that. No one's ever asked me that. Mm. It's all three. A, a relationship between all three. Right. Yeah. So it, it's like, um, I don't know if you guys out there know, but I have to like close my eyes and hold the hand and really go deep. And mm. it's because um, otherwise, if I'm sort of making eye contact or uh, in a normal conversation, I can't really access as well as, as I would if yeah. I were with my eyes closed. And when I do phone readings, it's the same thing. I have my eyes closed and I'm, I'm going deep because... Uh, outside things kind of get in the way yeah. of feeling. Are you feeling me, right? Well, so you saying outside things get in the way. That means you can have um, um, it outside influences if you're not focused, right? Correct. So if you use your mind, your soul, and your heart, any given day, any one of those instruments could be in front of the other because of whatever you're going through in life. So how do you decide that who, does, who, who gets this, the final say out of the three? Well, heart. Heart, heart gets yeah. final say. More than your gut? Heart is gut, no? Well, this heart <laughs> and then soul. What's the soul then? Like, wow, I'm loving you. You're yeah. a fun one. I just want to know what it's what. I don't All know right, what's... so soul and heart. Heart and soul. Yeah. So that's, that's the Huey Lewis song, isn't it? Yeah. Um, 
heart and soul. That's I know that from one of my clients who 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 dated him, and and there's we always talk about him. But I'm not gonna out that person. <laughs> but but I've parted with her, and she always wants to hear that song. Um, okay. So anyway, heart and soul. So heart is where everything originates from. That's mm. your 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 heart center. That is God. That is God speaking through you. Whatever yeah. you I say God, universe, whatever. Yeah. But God speaking through you is your heart. So that's where you feel everything. And that's what you should trust is trust your heart. Like you hear those cliche sayings, trust your yeah. heart. It's totally true. And so heart is gut, I think. Yeah. Even though gut of course is stomach, right? Yeah. But your stomach is activated by the heart. Ah, you see what okay. I'm saying? Yes. So you get the butterflies. That's activated by the heart. The yeah. heart is saying, oh, my God, he's Something's, he's my yeah. guy. Or something's wrong. Or any of these things, yeah. right, is activated by the heart. Yeah. Soul. Soul is deeper. Soul is what we obtain at birth, right? Soul is, is what carries us through this life. Soul yeah. is our imprint. Yeah. Right. Wow. That's Don't you deep. Think? Yes, yes, that makes sense. Kind of. Yeah. And then the brain's just the brain. The brain is what fucks us up. <laughs> the brain is when I thought you were handsome. The yeah. soul is when I said you are going yeah. to obtain fame and fortune within three months. The soul, the 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 the, the heart, yeah. the heart and soul is what saw your future. Yeah. That's what being psychic is. In addition to what I think uh, is something you're born with. Uh, I always say this as well, you know, people say, oh, everybody's psychic. Mm. Well, I mean, I guess so, but the, the visions I get, the, the images I get, the things I get are a little deeper, a little more... Um, when you say visions, is it like actual visuals? Is it wordplay or is it colors or just what is it, distortion? It's images. And I liken it to a TV screen because when I was a kid, I spoke with uh, my last guest about this. I was a latchkey kid, so I would mm. be sat in front of HBO watching, you know, crappy movies all day as my babysitter. And so, when I access, when I hold your hand, when I close my eyes, it's like a series of images, like an MTV video or something. Like yeah. when we used to watch videos, yeah. it's like. <laughs> constant stream yeah, of, yeah yeah downloads right yeah so i just look at these images and i call out everything i'm seeing and basically it most of the time is accurate but i'm fucking fearless so i call out everything i see yeah. i think that's the thing is if, if you're not fearless then you're not going to have all this accuracy. Yeah. Because some of it isn't accurate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. In order to grab onto this, into somebody's answers, you have to let go. Right. Like today, yeah. this woman I read this morning, I said, I see your mate, J-O-S. I go, Jose. She goes, no, Josh. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Jose, Josh. Yeah, yeah. I said, J-O-S. That makes sense. It's like, no, it's not Jose. But you got to be wow. fearless. Yeah, wow. In, in, in reading, you have to be fearless. Yeah, not scared to look silly or... Right. Like, yeah. I've had people with abilities come to me and, like, to, to get, like, trained or whatever. And, uh, and I had someone who was full of fear and it, it just couldn't do it. Yeah. Because you're, you can't fear what people think of you, yeah. how, how they're going to react. You can't fear uh, looking stupid. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Right. Yeah, and obviously, 
for me, my my uh, experiences with you, you know, it was weird though because like you gave me a heads up about it before it happened. It was a it was a different experience because I still I I it's not like I walked out of there thinking, oh yeah, this is it. She set me up because I was still in that pits of funk with my aunt and I'm still I still left here homeless like don't get it twisted I was like still <laughs> like okay this is great what she said I feel good but I'm still you know crashing here and sofa surfing here and then obviously I think it's when I don't know if it was a while after I sort of sat down and was like <gasps> you know I don't think it was straight away it never hit me straight away it took a while and then I think you might have even messaged me some cheeky emoji like wink or something <laughs> i don't know what it was and i was just like oh and then i went back to our um because i recorded our first convo and i played it and it was the creepiest thing to hear what what you said i was gonna do and then i did it you know so it was crazy man i got i can't say the name but i've got someone who's um i i predicted an oscar and i and the oscar noms are coming out and i texted her yesterday i said I believe it's going to happen. And we've got chills right now, she and I. It's like, because I predicted Oscar before she was even in the film that is to receive an Oscar. I predicted the film and her. And the film didn't even exist yet. That's crazy. Well, it's not crazy. Like, look at my chills, right? And I texted her yesterday. She's like, you're fucking yeah, no, like, it's true, shit man. Shit is crazy. Yeah, you, you you spooked me out. I remember. I don't think you remember. I didn't look at you, remember. I couldn't look you in your eyes for a while. <laughs> I was looking. I kept doing this and doing that, and you were like, "It's okay to look at me. It's all love. It's all love. I'm not a witch." And you kept doing yeah. all this, and I was just like, "Bro, you've just called my auntie out. She's dead, bro. Like, what the fuck? Like, oh. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with that information?" So it was a little creepy, a little creepy, you know. Yeah, right. definitely spooked me out a little bit because I'm here on my own as well in this country. You know, and I go home and I was like. That noise, you know, is that someone watching me? Because I believe all that stuff now. I have to. I can't be like believe one thing and not the other. There's a whole new world out there now. And you, but now that we're tight, now that we're friends, it's like I try not to read you as much. I try to just like be chill because it's too much. I think. I mean, the next time you came for me for a reading, I found your friend, and your yeah. Sadly, your 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 true love passed. Yeah, yeah. You've had a lot of death. Yeah, man, I have. A bit too. I will. Yeah, it's a bit too young. I think to experience some of the things I have, like especially the death of a significant other. I don't think anyone should feel that until they're like mad old, you know. So, yeah. I agree. I had. I mean, at thirteen, my first boyfriend passed in a car crash. Wow, you see. So you know. And then my cousins, my best friend was killed my senior year. Wow. My cousins, grandparents. Wow. Basically, probably around. 30 people. Already, yeah. Yeah, that's angels true. army, I call them. Wow. Army of angels. Army of angels. Yeah. That's, a, that's a nice way of looking at it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I used to get down about it, and then I started to, like, constantly remind myself that, you know, grief is just the price of love. Grief is the price of love. So every time mm-hmm. I remind myself that, it doesn't hurt as much, you know? Because it's the price you pay for love someone, just that grief you have. Because it hits you, you know, it slaps you in your face. You could be at the gym, you could be anywhere, it just, like, hit you. Yes. It's like, oh, dude, you know? And especially how, like, you know, her name's Selena. She she died like when we had we had an argument, you know, when she passed. Oh. So that's the only thing I kind of got to live with, like, is that we just had a stupid argument. Just nothing crazy, but the fact that we wasn't talking. But I got to speak to her because she was on life support, and 
you know, her friends put the phone to her ear and her brain was still active. So I got to say what I wanted to, but she never really got to say it back, you know. So it was it was tough. I only had a few moments to get it out. I don't think I did, you know. I wasn't alone, so I couldn't say what I wanted to say, you know. But You can you know. always speak to her through me. I mean, we've never done that. Yeah. But it's I, a little gnarly, yeah. though. Huh? I think you've, I've asked you one time, and because I, I, I had a lot of guilt, and you was like, you crazy? She's not, you know, she's, she said, don't be silly. You know, you was like, she's happy. You're, she's, happy. You're, she's happy for you. You're great. Because I had a lot of, like, is it, you know, guilt because we wasn't talking and just all these things could I have saved her if I had moved her here or you know you think all these crazy right. stuff but she died of asthma so it's not something you can like it happens you know she's had it her whole life you know right so, I don't know but it's just a bit crazy to experience this stuff so young you know right I know yeah. my boyfriend he was um we were bad kids we yeah. was in a stolen car trying to outrun a cop <laughs> High as fuck, right? <laughs> I was supposed to be in the car with him. No. So it's the same thing. You have that survivor's guilt a little bit. Right. Mm. Since the age of 13, right? You're going... 13, you're not even developmentally to comprehend those things. I know. So you grow up fast. Yeah. But um, his name was Colt. And Colt. so uh, to this day, I wow. always wanted a son named Colt. Colt. Wow. That's a cool name. <laughs> but it's like... I mean, I never had children, but it's like it's cool that would have been any any man I've ever been with is like really Colt, like, really yeah. like it's Colt a long 45. Story. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how old was he? Sorry, when he passed? Like around 13, 14. Oh, yeah. On his own in the car. With another guy. Did yeah. the other guy as well pass? No, he's with us. Ooh, that's heavy stuff. I man. know. Yeah. There's there's heavy stuff. He's a baby. Yeah, and then my girlfriend, my best friend I grew up with uh, throughout my childhood in my 20s and my 30s just passed of breast cancer. Yeah. It's like this shit just keeps, I mean, people yeah. die. Yeah, it's tough. And then I know, um, you know, like my ex-husband had had, had, had no one die in his life, and mm. I, I just thought, what's that like? Yeah, yeah. What's that like? I have no loss of, yeah. It's just like, it doesn't change anything, but your value or your, the way you see life is obviously a little bit different, you know? I, I, I almost got, I'm almost scared to get close to people now because as soon as I got my show, you know, Gary Glassberg, the showrunner of NCIS, the one who was in all my auditions for my first one, is like, I'm going to make you a star, kid. Like, that guy, <laughs> he pointed at me and said, I'm going to make you a star. And when he did, and when I got on the show, my character's his creation. It's his baby, you know? And as soon as I got the show, a few episodes in, he died of a heart attack, you know? Oh, honey. Yeah, and after that, you know, I was on the show for a couple of years after that, but I think from then I could see no one really knew what to fucking do with my character. All the producers and everyone, they didn't know. I could see no one really had any arc for him because all the ideas and stuff died with Gary. And obviously it was ex unexpected death, so no one knew what to do. So they, you know, I wrote it, I wrote it out a little bit for about a couple of seasons, but I knew it was kind of the end already from the start from when Gary died. I really spoke about this much really because it's, you know, it's been a long time now so I can get it out, but, right. you know, yeah, it's, it's crazy. So when he passed, I was just like, this is ridiculous. And he passed, I think, just before, just after Selena, because they let me go home to bury her. They changed the filming schedule, in fact, so they let me go back and bury her. And I came back and then he died. And then not long after that, my mentor, Cyril Regis, died. Yeah, from England. So all three deaths really quickly, very like significant people to me, you know. And well, I know we've accessed these angels, yeah. and I know we've done a lot of good inner work. I just, you know, what I'd like to know is, for me, it's all about spiritual practice. Yeah. But I like to have fun. 
Yeah. Right? Because if you're completely in your spiritual practice and you don't realize that the essence of spirituality is to have fun, yeah. then you're not doing it right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you and I, I know when we hang out, we have a lot of fun. Yeah. Because we realize the essence of life yeah. and the essence of living is to have fun. Yeah. So what do you do for fun? Like, wh what does Dwayne Henry oh do for God. fun? Oh, my God. Recently, <laughs> you know, I did the other day, and I phoned my mom, and I was over the moon. Obviously, I'm Jamaican-Cuban descent. My favorite food is this Jamaican dish that my mom makes, and it's um, it's got, like, bananas in it, dumpling, plantain, and, like, peppers, and, like, boiled dumpling and shrimp. And it's just, like, a big melting pot of like Jamaican spices and I made it from scratch the other day you know I got my little sister when they were here a couple of years ago my little 12 year old sister I got her to film my mom as she was making it for me I got it on camera it's like half an hour so I had it out and I followed step by step the peppers the powders the everything the boiling and I made the soup from scratch man and my house smelled like my mom's house and it was really emotional because I, I did that myself it took a couple hours so I think now cooking from scratch and finding all these little things and like spices and freezing it and having the food stretch for a few days. It was a $30 grocery list, you know, and it stretched for like three days, like big pot of Jamaican food, you know, and I was quite proud. So those new things I'm finding out are making me happy within myself. Just learning to, I'm kneading flour and I'm cooking. Like, I'm actually cooking me. Like I'm on my own and I'm a, I'm a cook, you know? That's adorable. Yeah, I feel great. I feel really proud of myself that I've stepped up and started to cook and not eat out and just actually cook from scratch. My own spices, I don't eat meat. It's difficult to like use my imagination a lot, you know? But I'm doing it and I'm really proud of myself. My mom said, you should be proud. You did that alone. You know, I didn't wait for anyone to do That's it. amazing. So cooking has helped me a lot therapeutically recently. Yeah. I know. Well, it's like art. I mean, anything you create is art. That's a good point. It's like doing a painting. Yeah. Right, cooking. Would you say that? Yes, because you're putting all these little, and and I know Ariel, who's with us here, is also a brilliant chef. And mm. it's like what you're doing is you're putting in each element, and you're creating something. Whenever you're creating something, you're losing your mind, right? Yeah. And when you lose your mind, you're closest to God. Wow. Or universe, yeah. whatever you want to call. You just it. let go. You let go and you forget about all the shit that's in your brain yeah. bringing you down, right? Yeah. So I bet it was wonderful for you because you forgot about yeah. all your worries. Yeah. Oh, for a moment, I was chilling. I was in the zone. Right. Yeah, in you're the right. Zone. Yeah, and it was a great experience. And I literally, I've never been so proud. I've done a lot of things I'd be proud of, like, you know, moving my mom out the hood and all these great, significant things I've done in my life, which are amazing. But for some reason, me just cooking from scratch a Jamaican dish that I've yearned for and I've never had the guts to cook out here, I did that the other day and I was it tasted really good. And I'm not even exaggerating because I'm a realist. I'd be like, it was horrible. But it was really good. I was really proud of myself. So And from yeah. start to finish. Start to finish. All That's, amazing. Yeah, yeah, That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. That up, makes man. you prideful. Yeah. Um, or proud. Yeah. But, uh, so, <laughs> I can't cook for shit. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you can if you really No, no, to. no. People always say that. No, I can't. You really can't. Cannot. But if you follow step by step by literally yeah, no. from YouTube. No. No? It'll something. burn. Everything burns. <laughs> Everything burns. You sound like the Joker. Everything burns. Everything burns. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so uh, for fun, you cook. Yeah. I find that hard to believe. Yeah. I see you out. No, no. Them, them, you no. don't go out? Not so You just much. stay home and yeah, cook. I, I'm this not is really. such bullshit. If I go out, I'm a wallpaper hugger, and people not, don't like wallpaper You're huggers. such a fucking liar. No, seriously. I don't go out much. I, like, <laughs> I literally like staying and watching a good old documentary about... 
how things were made or the royal family or, you know, about uh, Africa or, you know, the apartheid or something. <laughs> something. I'm just so boring these days, man. Really? Yeah, I'm typical miserable Brit. The ladies are falling in love with you as we speak. I, I don't know about all that. Yes. No. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, I'm just are you? Do you have a woman in your life? I mean, I don't know, man. It's really difficult, you know, like, I don't know. I'm just... What does that mean? I'm trying to build a relationship... How would it be difficult? With my, because I'm trying to build a relationship with myself first. I'm trying to keep myself tidy before I can prepare myself for anyone. At point, this point right now, I don't think I'm ready or responsible or deserve a, um, a relationship because I've got a self-work to do. And I'm okay with that right now, you know? So in time, I would like it. But I ask a lot... Of, I ask a question, this, a question to a girls I meet and some of them can't answer it until someone can answer this question off the bat I'm going to take my time and that question is how do you feel like you can elevate me Ooh. and it's really difficult for people to answer it I'm not in an arrogant way like oh you can't help you can't answer it you're not good enough for me but it's just I just want to know you know how do you feel you can elevate me you know what if they could dev deadlift you that's sexy you know, throw me on the bed I don't mind. Elevate. If it's her anniversary, she can throw me wherever she wants. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, just elevation right now, you know. That's jumping. beautiful. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Just, you know, how we can elevate each other. You know, I don't really need much. Anything else? Um, and how, what's the worst answer you've received? Um, I'll, I'll, I've heard some, oh God, I don't, it was, I don't, she didn't mean it in a bad way, but I was just like, oh, not really. She was like, oh, I'll clap the loudest in the room for you, something like that. And I was oh just God. like, that's not going to, yeah. I don't want you to you a fucking otter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. But no, I mean, it was cute. I get it. But I don't, I don't want you to clap very loud. That's okay. Just, right. You ain't got to clap at all. <laughs> just, you know, let's elevate each other. But it's okay. It'll come with time, you know, and, um. You know. I don't like what I heard when you said I don't deserve love or right now or I don't deserve. You said I don't deserve. Yeah, because uh, what do you mean by that? Because because you deserve great love. Yeah, but there's levels to it. What do you mean by that? Um, in order to love hard or love at all, you have to be in love with yourself. And I'm still finding myself. You know, things about myself. As, as I said, I've stepped away from social media in the last three months and family and friends. And I think it was the best decision I ever made. I spoke to my mom the other day for the first time in like a month. And we're besties and we talk all the time. But I've stepped away just to sort of, um, not somewhat a declutter, but just to build a relationship and be bored sometimes and have idle thumbs without it being towards something negative. And social media, it, I'm an empath, so I, I'm a sponge, you know. I, I take on people's... I could be on social media scrolling, and my life would be great. I got a nice car, everything's going great. And I still come off that fucking thing depressed, like I'm missing out on something. And that's me. So imagine every normal, like, any job right. person is just looking at that. It must be killing them. Right. Because it's not real life, you know. A lot of the people on there, it's not real life. So I had to step away and just, you know fall in love with the world again by itself you know as crazy as the world is you know that's so beautiful yeah i needed that's that so and i felt i feel great i've been bouncing out of bed you know my faculties are coming back to where they were i've been less down you know i'm jogging every day I'm working out I'm, I'm swimming and i'm cooking you know and i'm starting to use the word no and that's been really tough for me for a few years you know my mom's always said your no needs to grow some muscles you know, I give a lot of money away, help a lot of people. I like, I don't like to let people down. I like to make people feel better, but that drained the hell out of me this year. Mm -hmm. So at the start of this year, I decided, I even was at home last Christmas and I changed my flight and left early. 
I come home back to LA That's early. That's so good. I had to. I love everyone, but I was like, I gotta go. I have to go and sort myself out. Right. And it was the best thing I ever did. And I just sat back because, you know, as I said, going from homeless, literally homeless, to being on a show like NCIS, like one, like number one show in the world, and having all that money, and my co-stars realizing I was homeless, so then putting me in one of their houses until I was able to find somewhere to live, like. That can mess with you, man. To go from having no money to having more money than you know what to do with—it's a blessing. It's great, but I'm—I'm I'm not stupid as well. I know that—that's not. You have to. You know what I mean? Something you have to sort of step back away from sometimes. And I didn't do that when I was on the show. I didn't mourn Selena dying because I was on the show. I was too going through it. I didn't mourn anything. It's only when I came off the show and things started to slow down. I was like, wait, I haven't really dealt with some things in my life. So I felt like I had to do that, you know, cause I never mourned her. I just felt guilty and just kept work as sort of a veil over it, you know? Right. Of so course. this time around, well now I feel great and I'm ready to start back getting back to work again. And I've cut the grass and fuck anyone else's snakes. I see my own snakes, you know, and I feel good for it. I love that. Yeah. That's beautiful. I've already predicted a few things for you as far as future projects. Yeah. We'll yeah. see if those come true. <laughs> I'm not going to tell the general public. No. We'll just see what transpires, and then I'll send you a wink emoji. Oh, my. That <laughs> I, love, I love that. Anytime, man. Anytime. No, um, so, yeah, homelessness. I, I came close a few times as a child. We were super poor. Wow. And, like, we would hitchhike with my dad and siphon gas and steal cars and hop freight trains. I mean, it all oh, sounds so God. cliche, but, like, that's how we lived, like you know? Movie. And I remember this super <laughs> creepy dude once we who picked us up hitchhiking like tickets to his house who you and your mom me and my dad and my oh, sister okay and he he like thought he was helping us you know it was like christmas time yeah. and he he like wouldn't let us leave you know oh, he's no. like do you want uh can i feed you can i give you presents this and that oh, and my dad's him. like we gotta get the fuck out of yeah, here it's this a little guy's bit too a intense. freak <laughs> right you know like we're we're broke and stuff but like we don't need your help yeah. you know it's, it's a trip being yeah. homeless yeah. right it is it's it's um it's funny do you know what's really weird as well i'd hang around with girls and like I swear to you, there's times when I just wanted to go to bed. And they'd thought, I just wanted, like, you know, we wanted to be in somewhere <laughs> and do it. And I'm like, I literally just want I'm so tired. It was it was crazy. I, I rented a U-Haul once. And I slept in that. Slept in a friend's car. There's times when I just stayed up because I couldn't sleep. Right. Yeah, it was it was crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah, but that, I think I needed that because if, I almost, almost I also was drunk on audacity as well. I didn't care because I knew I loved acting and I knew it was going to pop off for me at some point. I just didn't know when. And I think you got to have that. I don't give a fuck in you to get what I have mm -hmm. or had. You know, you have to, you have to be willing to die for it. I tell young people, you have to be willing to die for this shit if, yeah. you, if you really want it. If you want to move your mom out of the hood, how I did, and do all these great things that you, um, as a young man, you're supposed to do for your family, you have to be willing to go into the jungle and die for that lion's head and bring it back and throw it on your mom's doorstep. You have right. to do that shit. It, otherwise, I, uh, otherwise, fucking stop. It's like go home. Yes, stop like the, time. the paintings. I was getting yeah. all these paintings out of my garage yesterday, and one of them I had, I I, I got when I was I painted when yeah. I had been mugged, and I said wow. when I was mugged, the guy had a gun in my face. I said to him, "Fuck you, fuck off," yeah. Yeah. because 
you gather so much strength from yeah. the difficult life. Yes, you do. And, and in my difficult life, yeah. I, I realize if someone has a gun in my face, I don't even fucking care. Yeah. Because that's the wars I've been through. Yeah. Yeah, you got to show that saying? gun how big your god is. But, but yeah. how many people have such struggle? I don't know. Yeah. Me, you, and Ariel here have. Yeah, but it's it. like that's what gives you the fucking guts. Well, you got to get on with it. There's two types of people: those who like their problem announcers, and there's problem solvers. I hope mm. to be the latter and just get on with it. Because no beautiful. one really gives a shit. Let's be honest. No one gives a shit until you're at the top of the mountain telling your story. Other than that, no one really cares. And it's not personal. It's just human imbalance, man. We can only concentrate on one thing at a fucking time. And we hear your story. Oh, it's so sad. Great. And you got your own shit to do. If you got rent, that's got to be in by the 23rd. Or you know what I mean? Like life takes over. The 23rd. Again. It's just a random. <laughs> I'm sure someone's got to pay rent on the 23rd. So you know, you got to just get on with it, man, and just keep pushing because everyone has got their BS in life that they've been through. Everyone has their trials and tribulations. So right, right. Yeah. I just think there's like this strange, ment- maybe I don't know, but it's where it's sort of like things should be given to you, and it's just like there, there, it, it, nothing, nothing is given to you. There's this this T-shirt in the Santee Alley yeah. where I go to shop yeah. for the trashy stuff, yeah, and it says, "I don't owe you shit." I don't owe you shit. Yeah. Wow. And you know what? I follow that philosophy from in, in terms of my acting. I always have people say, can you give me advice for like being a young actor or moving to Hollywood? And I always say, when you move to Hollywood, do not think about what you can get out of this town. Fuck that shit. Think right. about what you can give. And if you think about what you can give, you'll have a different philosophy in how you deal with rejection, how you deal with success, how you deal with compliments, criticism. If you're thinking about what you're giving rather than what you're getting, it changes the whole aspect of it. Oh my you know? God, yes. Yeah. A, a client said to me this morning, uh, you know, don't think about how hard you're working. Think about how many lives you've uh, affected or wow. helped. Wow, wow. Yeah. Right? I don't even think about that. I always forget that the people I affect, you know. Exactly. And it, it must be crazy sometimes, like where I'm from and stuff. I, I always, I don't think about that, but it almost can alter your ego, though, I feel like if you. I don't know, maybe for me, I don't really like to think about stuff too much. Well, there's a fine line, right? Yeah. I mean, you don't want to get all sanctimonious and creepy and yeah. like a preacher. No. Or, no. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, it's it's really heartwarming to feel that if someone tells you, you know, oh gosh, you, you really shifted my perspective. That's yeah. a warm feeling. Yeah. No, it it's is a really nice. Warm uh, yeah, I get some crazy messages from like, you know, people from all over the world how, you know, I'm watching your show now, this episode inspired me, and, you know, your story personally, I heard about your girlfriend dying and you were homeless, you know, those things people, and like mental health issues that I deal with, you know, people always reach out to me, and I forget sometimes, because I just think I'm just an actor trying to do my thing, but you realise that you're part of people's lives, young people who have grown up, I've had 13 year old girls, 14 year old girls messaging me like, you've helped me, you know, with being depressed, you I've seen where you are and you get me through it. So when I'm having a down day, I always think about those people, you know. It's bigger than me, you know. I'm just a vessel and we're all in this together. We're all in sync together. We're all breathing machine together, just different parts, you know. So You have a voice. It's very important. <laughs> it is. It's very important. That's crazy. It's very important. Wow. I get it. I, I, I get it. Um, so, yeah, when I was... I feel like I've, when I was like five years old, I diagnosed myself with depression. And I would sit there on the porch, just sad with my dog, right? How did you know what sad is when you're five? I knew. 
I knew I was psychic. I knew I was depressed. I knew everything. Uh, in, yeah. Maybe I had yeah. an old soul. I mean, yeah. basically, yeah. right? Or in, they call it indigo child. You yeah. were probably yeah. I an was, indigo child. I get child. told I'm not. And I knew yeah. from when I was going to be in Hollywood around that age. I knew. So you're oh, right. Oh, me too. You just know. I knew I was going to be here. Yes. So you're right. Some things you just know. You do just know. You feel it. You inherently know. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's why it. I got into this work was to cure my depression. Yeah. Because I was like, I need to get out of this funk. Yeah. And I'll do anything to get out because it hurts so badly. Yeah. But what was hurting though at five? What was hurting? Just well, my parents were drug dealers and they were uh, growing weed and doing all this stuff. And they were really fucked up yeah. because they were 19. Yeah. And they were doing cocaine and smoking weed and everything Jeez. else. And they were out in the fields. They would go out in the fields and grow the pot and they'd leave us alone. Mm. And so we would sit on the steps, my sister and I, and they'd be out there um, tending to the crops and they were in earshot, but mm. it was very far away. This is what I remember. And they would yell back to us. I would say, Mom, Dad. And then they would yell back to us. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. And yeah. they would yell back to us. So a lot of abandonment stuff. Yeah, you feel that. Or, or they'd go to the bars and they'd sit us out front of the bars. Yeah. I mean, this is yeah, like I, times when that yeah. shit wasn't that unaccepted. Yeah. It was accepted more in those days. And so we'd sit out front of the bar. And then they'd come out getting increasingly hammered and just be like, okay, we're going to go soon. Just yeah. hang on. Hang on. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. So if that was normal for you from zero to five. Right. right? You said that was normal for you. From zero to 18 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But you, you noticed it at five, right? Right. So how, if that was normal from zero to five, how do you know that was something bad if that was normalized for you? That's a great question. I, I don't know that I, well, there's a Shakespearean quote. There mm. is no good or bad. It's thinking that makes it so, something like that. Ooh, there is it's thinking, very thinking that makes it so, yeah, right? Yeah. So I, I don't know if I was thinking it to be bad at that time, yeah. but it was certainly uh, crushing my heart because yeah. I felt alone. Wow. You know? And so uh, abandonment is a big theme throughout my life. Yeah. Or, or you could be still been feeling some shit from one of your past lives. Because if you're only five, you're still holding on to some other realm. So maybe you were feeling right. stuff from other stuff and it was just bubbling over into this little five-year-old. Maybe one of our lives. Maybe. Where we were unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> I still am. I get told I'm I dickhead. still am too. Wait, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> stuff it. Man, that's crazy. But yeah, so it was stuff like that. It was pretty yeah. outrageous, you know. But they shape, them things shape us. Right? Oh, yeah. 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 I raised them. Yeah. Yeah. And my sister. Yeah. So that's why I don't have kids. Because I'm like, I raised everyone. Yeah. I don't want to raise anyone now. I want to be free. I agree. That's why I don't have kids. You know, my mom gave birth to me pregnant at 15. You know? Wow. So yeah. you too. Mine was 19. Yeah. So yeah. Get out. Yeah, my mom's a baby, man. Mine too. So I not raised her, but sometimes I do feel like I'm the dad. Because she's still quite young, you know. Right. So yeah, there's times when I've had to just switch roles and stuff. So, yeah. yeah, my mom talks like me. She's like, like, whatever, yeah. what's going on? Oh, my God. <laughs> She's like, fuck that, okay? I'm like, this is my mom. Yeah. You know, it's hilarious. Yeah. I love it. I like having a young mom. I think it's quite cool. Oh, it is. There's something very um, refreshing about it. And to be fair, two of my closest friends, we've been best friends since, like, they were nine, went to, like, their weddings in Mexico. I love them to bits. Both their moms have passed my best friends you know wow. yeah because their moms obviously had them a lot older but because my mom had me so young she's 
still kicking around. A lot of my friends and family members of oh, moms yeah. are dying now, and my mom's just 15 years older than me. <laughs> so I was right. like, I, I think that's so cool because we're so close. I don't want to like, I don't want to talk about death too much, but I don't want to wait too long to die after my mom. I well, love this her. is the death podcast. Oh. We already we already put it well, in yeah, stone. You're right. yeah. <laughs> you so, and I are doing the death podcast. It is what it is. Well, you know what? I'm reading a lot of Nietzsche lately. You know what oh, Nietzsche tells of me? Of course, love it. He tells me to welcome pain, accept yes. pain, and the sooner you do that, the better life you will have. You mm -hmm. know, I'm reading a lot of what inspires him and some of the books he read, and it's literally just to accept pain and welcome it with both arms as you would joy. I know it's a very tough thing to do, but it's the, the, the moment you respect that it is a part of your life, like not over here, it's a part of it as a whole, you know, different life you will have, you know, mm -hmm. and I've started to really accept pain and, you know, really appreciate rain, you know, as well, yes. as, as, well as a rainbow. You can't just admire a rainbow with like no energy for the for the rain that caused it you have they walk hand in hand you know with life and i'm starting to realize that you know it's better to love than never have loved so i'm glad i've had the situation with selena it was tough but i'd rather have that than not have nothing at all some people die 13 or 21 or whatever and they never have experienced those things so i've experienced love right. grief joy success career you know i've had it all already and i'm still you know first sort of quarter of my life so to speak so it's still crazy, man. That was a Dolly. There was a Dolly Parton quote in there. Really? About the rainbows. Yeah, I love her. I love a bit of Dolly. Oh my god. She's a gilf. She's amazing. Mm. But um, I had something else I was gonna tell you. It was about death, but I forgot. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. It's terrible. Yeah. So, um, what are you trying to manifest right now? Because I we have this segment called the voodoo that you do. Yeah. And the so that you do. I give people voodoo. Yeah. To do. Oh wow. Some manifest. Yes. What would I like to do? Yeah, and I'll give you a little voodoo. I would like to work on my patience. Patience. Yes, I would oh. like to work on my patience. For me, patience is passion that's being tamed, and I need to work on that. I I don't see you as impatient. You are uh, impatient. Is this a secret? Of well, place? it's really weird. No, I'm not impatient because my career, you know, acting takes a long time for things to fluid, you know, come into fruition. It takes years and years. So I'm, I'm patient in that sense. But what patience with myself, Heather, mm. in terms of like. Why? That's what I want to do. Yeah, right, I'm gonna get deep. I need to work on my ego, right? And I need to work on my discipline, brain discipline. And in order for me to do that without getting frustrated, I have to work on my patience. Mm -hmm. So in the outside world, I'm patient. I'm very content with things, and I can wait. And you know, things take time. But within myself, and what I need to do better in working on like my ego and how I speak to people and. Um, stop being so hard on people because I'm quite hard on my siblings I'm like the oldest of four and I'm quite hard on people around me because I hate laziness I hate excuses and I'm just one of those people I just haven't got time for bullshit like BS I really mm -hmm. haven't got time for if you want something like explain how you're going to get it and go for it but anyone who like makes excuses up and cuts corners and expect the outcome to be like it just doesn't make sense to me you know so I'm very tough on things like that and, and myself as well so I think just discipline and patience within myself, I would love to work on. Yeah. So it's important to realize, firstly, that people who are on a different vibration are never going to get you, right? So you have to just let it go. Yeah. 
They're never, if their perception of you is different. Yeah. Right? So yeah. who cares? You're right. Yeah. Because I'm starting to realize they're never going to be on the same level, whatever level that is. Yeah. Right? So they can't meet you there. They can't understand you. Mm. Right? Yeah. So it matters not what you think of me. It matters how I react. Yeah. Right? Wow. So how are you going to react? Wow. You're in control of that. Yeah. Right. You control your reaction, right? Right. Yeah. So, sorry. Go yeah. ahead. No, I'm just thinking. You do. You. It's tough to control your reaction, though. Right, but you're doing a lot of inner work, so it shouldn't be, because basically, it, it, it's like you get to a point where you just, it, it, it you just don't care. Yeah. because you have no fear. Yeah. The opposite of fear is love, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you're filled with love. Yeah. So I think, first of all, you're being a little hard on yourself. Yeah. And your ego isn't extremely heightened. Mm, it's not, but it can stop you from doing certain things because your ego can come into play, you know? Do you admire other... Say, okay, so, so which other African-American male actors do you admire? Um, typical, I'd say I like, you know, in uh, your class, like your age, your, your vibe, like in your category. Um, I like, who, who do you admire? I like my friend Daniel Kaluuya. He's a British okay. actor. He did a okay. film called Get Out and okay. stuff like that. Yeah. He's a really cool actor of our generation. He's really dope and okay. he's very unapologetic as well with his work. So I, I admire that. Yeah. So the voodoo that you do, yeah. basically what, what needs to happen with you is you need to start admiring actors yeah who are in your category yeah okay so you know the saying don't hate yeah yeah don't hate. congratulations <laughs> right yeah. so it's important uh for me as a female getting older uh whatever you, you start your looks change and you you might gain a few pounds whatever so it, it, an important practice is to admire beauty in other women yeah instead of oh She's younger. Oh, she's skinnier. Oh, yeah. this, that. I have this overall love for women yeah. and beauty in women yeah. and grace in women and yeah. qualities of women. And I mostly have female friends. Yeah. And women my age tend to get, uh, uh, sadly, a little bitter or a little freaked out when they start getting older and yeah. this and that. I am so incredibly in love with women and embrace them and, and, and have a lot of, like, super hot 25 year old girlfriends yeah. and it's like people go why would you do that to yourself um because it, it it is my voodoo yeah the voodoo is to admire yeah those in your class wow because that's how you eliminate your ego that is so cool do you I see what i'm that. saying and the fact that you're saying admire people in your class the fact that you're saying that they're in my class it means they're in reach and the, the most, the, the easiest time to snub someone is if they're in reach, right? Right. So the fact that you're saying reach out and let your ego go and admire those who are next to you in your class, that's even tougher, I think. So that's a very good, I like that. And analysis. then they start coming to you. You're yeah. going to have all these like yeah. buddies who are like, it's going to be the hot guy crew, yeah. right? Wow. Yeah. And it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm the Beyonce of my friends, but I do hear what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> but no, that's really cool concept. You know, starve the ego, feed the soul. Yeah, just, just let it go. But it's 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 interesting. I mean, I just got I, 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 
my friend Noah's coming next and he's a psychic and it, it, I really had this hard time being friends with psychics, you know, and I wonder if that's my ego or if it's yes. because I feel like they're not as good as me, but see, that's ego too, yeah. right? What if he's better than, what if you but, thought he was better than you? Would that be? Well, you, he and I feel are equals, okay. right? Because, but if he were, if I did feel he were better than me, I could learn from that. Yeah. And that would be exciting. And he's taught me f for us to yeah. learn from each other. Yeah. And that's what we've been doing, which is fun. Yeah. And that's opening my heart and diminishing my ego. Yeah. You're lighting each other's stuff. candles and your candles yes. not getting any demo. And that's that's the voodoo. Wow. The voodoo is to welcome in your peers yeah. and to love them and admire their beauty, grace and intelligence. Yeah. That is so tough because they're my competition. Exactly, but make them. Yeah, that's what one of the laws of power is: um, make your enemy your friend. Right, it is. <laughs> Not my enemy, but you know. It is. Yeah, that's really cool. So I would say for your voodoo, yeah, because this is going to elevate your success. I, I, I think you're right. Your you know? talent, your success, your your booking jobs, everything. Yeah, is to make friends with one of your peers wow so reach out on the internet whatever and just be like hey dude you want to get a drink that's your voodoo oh my god that sounds so that sounds so not cool i know because it's like really creepy i know i don't care but that's really tough if you can overcome that you can overcome i don't anything. care who you're gonna do it to oh well, no because do it, do it because with the they're, they're, guy. they're probably they're they're probably Who, working see, no, right cancel, now clear delete yeah, yeah. Which is what I always say when you have a negative thought. Open yourself to it. Yeah, so I've got to hear about all the acting jobs they're booking and still hang out with them. See? Yeah, you yeah. do. No, you're right. Okay, I got a friend named Ashley Thomas. I haven't seen him for a long time. He's okay. British, but he's out here. He did a show called 24. Um, and I, he did other things. Yeah, he's yes. really big. And um, I haven't seen him for a while because he's been working a lot. Because, and, so. and you don't like that energy because you're, <laughs> I don't like see it. See what I'm saying? It's just see what I'm saying? I just want to get my no. head down. I'm just trying See, to focus. No, you, know? you need to hang out with Ashley. Yeah, no, you're right. Because you need to be around that vibration. Yes. I think you're 100% right. I you need a... to be around that vibration. I'm going to hit him up. I'm going to be like, dude, let's grab a drink. Yeah, I will do that. I promise you, I will do that. Because I got nothing to lose. And the fact we're saying this right now, it means something. You know. And you have to be his champion. What? Like my friend Rainsford. The yeah. most beautiful woman you could ever see. Yeah. I never... I never think of her as anything but that. Wow. I don't ever think like, I want that for me. Yeah. I always just think, I love that she's beautiful. Yeah. I admire that and I wish her the best. Yeah. So you see her as a flower that you're not allowed to pick. You right. You can admire it, you can love it, but don't pick it. Just leave it as it is. Right. Admire it from afar. And I ain't 30. Yeah. And I already did 30 and it was fun. Yeah. You know dying. what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm done. And it was great. But yeah. I'm this now. Yeah. And I love being this. Yeah. I don't want to be Rainsford. But I admire her. And I yeah. love her. Yeah. And I wish her nothing but success. Yeah. That's so cool. Because you see people how you see yourself. Right? Right. So the fact you're saying that means you're very content in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Be content with yourself. That's all you got. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I, I need to do some searching then within myself, you know. No, I mean, not necessarily. You just need to do the voodoo. I will do it. You just it. need to call your buddy and hang out. Yeah. That's the voodoo. 
You're right. You don't have to do because because then we get all hung up on all this inner work. Oh, you have to do this. You have to do that. You have to do this. You're doing a lot of work, my friend. Yeah. My my prescription for you. Yeah. Make more of the gumbo or what is it that? <laughs> Did you make a <laughs> soup? Make a yes, soup? man. Make more of the soup and yeah. call your friend and hang out. That's it. That's, That's all it. you have to do. That's your prescription. Wow, I believe that. What, what would you give me as a prescription? Um. Well, you sound like you already, you're Yoda. You're doing the no. thing, man. There's nothing <laughs> Not to Yoda. say. Just, Not like, Yoda. I, I would advise to you is just keep going. And whatever you're doing, keep burning. Whatever you're using to burn that fuel, keep doing it because it's working. And as I said, you are our gatekeeper. And you're going to have your, you know, trials and tribulations. But you're on the front line, man. So mm. you got to kind of, you're built for this, though. You're bulletproof, man. You're yeah, so that's what I'd say to you. Just keep doing whatever you're doing, that Winston Churchill shit. Just keep doing it. Don't I stop. love you, my friend. I love you too. Oh, man. and Thanks we both love me. David Bowie. Oh. You want to know my favorite line from David Bowie? Go on. Before, he, it's from Hunky Dory, the song I can't recall, but it, he says, before you, had, before you had art, you only had God. Wait, is that it? Before you had art, you only had God. Yeah. Wow. Before you had art, you only had God. Yeah. Wow. Meaning he is God. He's God. <laughs> we're all God. We're all a piece we of God. We are all yeah, God. I believe yes. we are all God. Not in, a, not in a Kanye West term, but I do think we are all God. Right. Yeah. Wow. But Bowie should have. Bowie is kind of God. He is. He is definitely a God. I, love, God. I love him so much, man. You know, someone asked him once, like, how do you feel about fame and life? And he was just like, it's like being the passenger in a Ferrari. <laughs> that's what he said. Ooh. I was like, that's so cool. That's genius. Yeah, he's a bit too fast sometimes and it's just like overwhelming and then, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's true. But yeah, long live Bowie, man. All right. Mm. Um, uh, on that note, yeah. where can we find you since um, you're not yeah. on Insta? Oh, you can watch some of my shows on Netflix. You'll be all right with Netflix. Just watch NCIS from season 13 onwards and you'll see my mug. Or just, you know, watch some stuff on whatever, Google. Are you going to get back on Instagram? Um, not any time. Yeah, in the new year, I will. In the new yeah, year. Yeah, for sure, I have to. But right now, I'm really enjoying this time of just, you know, um, I don't know. I don't want to say love is dead for me, but Instagram has completely ruined my perception of beauty. I do not appreciate women at all in terms of the visual setting because Instagram has completely poisoned my brain. That love letter era for me is non-existent for me right now. It's really tough. Instagram has just completely altered beauty for me. I don't appreciate beauty as I did before, you know? Yeah, it's a shame. Well... We'll save that for another day. I predict we get married, okay? <laughs> yes. You're my husband. Yes. Wait, I'm already married. Never yeah. mind. Previous life and next life. Honey, love you. I love you too, man. Thanks for having me. I wish you all the best, and we'll see each other soon. Yes, very soon. Thank okay. you. If you liked today's episode, please leave me a rating and review, and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you for listening. For more info about me, visit my website at heatherobble.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.